Mary. Join me as we look at Disney destinations and what you need to know so you can be a jolly traveler. Oh my goodness, friends. Hello. It feels like it's been a million years since I've been here talking with you. I'm sure you're thinking, where did Mary go? Has she up and left and gone to join the Disney princesses in Disney World? Is that where she's at? But fear not. That is not what has happened. I'm going to tell you all about where I have been. It might take a couple of episodes, but I have lots to tell you. First, before we get into all of that, I would like to share with you some of the latest happenings in Disney news so that you can be pretty much caught up. Number one, recently Disney has started allowing people to take their mask off for pictures if you're socially distanced and you're outside, if you've bought Memory Maker, which is the special feature you can add to your vacation package for $169 that gives you unlimited access to pictures, you can download them within 30 days of your travel and utilize the PhotoPass photographers all around Disney World. So you can, when you're posing for those PhotoPass photographers, you can take your mask down and smile with no mask. Yay! So that is very exciting, very encouraging. I was happy to hear that news come out. So if you were planning a trip to Disney and you were a little reluctant on spending that money to have pictures of everybody with masks on, fear not. Everyone can see your pearly whites now. So add that. In my opinion, that is the best money that you can spend at Disney other than a Mickey bar or a Dole Whip or some other things. But that is a great use of money because as a mother, you know, most of us, we are never in any family pictures because we are the ones taking the picture. So it is so nice to be able to be with your entire family documented at Disney World and now without your mask on. Very happy about that. The next thing I want to talk about is the exciting news for Disney's newest cruise ship, the Disney Wish. They are fixing to start booking for its maiden voyage in its inaugural season. And if you have not seen the pictures and the mock-ups of this ship, oh, it is beautiful. It is so beautiful. It's They've done everything very light and airy, and I'm all about some natural light, and so this ship speaks to me. A couple of things to talk about. That ship will be most uh, often going out of Port Canaveral in Florida, so for us Southerners, it's very convenient. Um, I had someone stop me at church Sunday and wanted me to get him on the maiden voyage of the Wish, and I, I kind of chuckled because I thought he was not being serious, but he was being serious, and I told him, I said, you have as much chance of doing that as winning the lottery. The way they are doing that, especially the maiden voyage, the maiden voyage, unless you have cruised on Disney Cruise Line 25 times or more, you're going to have a next to impossible time. Well, it's just not going to happen because those people that have traveled on Disney Cruises a bunch of times, so they would be considered platinum, but they are like the high level platinum they're going to book that maiden voyage cruise. It's going to be gone. But the inaugural season is going to be going, and we're talking 22, I should preface this. This is all starting in June and running through September of 2022. If you are wanting to do that, that's going to be something that you're going to have to be 
on the horn ready to do when your date opens that you can book. And the dates are flexible depending on if you've cruised before, how many times you've cruised before. So that is why having a travel advisor is super handy for this because we can help with that process. But anyway, the ship is absolutely amazing. Disney has not come out with specifics as of this recording as to what the requirements are going to be for cruising. I have a Zoom meeting later today with Disney, hoping they're going to kind of talk about some of those specifics. So stay tuned and I will let you know as soon as I know what cruising is projected to look like because as of right now, you know, everything's still pretty much stopped. The third thing I want to talk about in Disney news is yesterday, Disney released a room-only discount for travel through September dates of this year. This is what I want to stress to people. Even though you might think that travel (laughs) has not opened up, let me tell you, it's opening. People are ready to get out. People are ready to do things. And so it's getting harder and harder to get things booked. And if you're very specific and want very specific things, like a specific place to stay or a specific restaurant, we need to be booking those trips soon. Don't wait until a couple months out even. Because what's happening is getting the resort that you might want if you're particular, it's going to be sold out if you wait to the last minute. Park reservations are proving harder to get and you have to have a park reservation to get into a park. Dining is harder to get because they're having fewer seatings. So it's just, while it's a great time to visit with lower crowds, absolutely wonderful. We really need to plan ahead. We really need to plan ahead and get these things booked so that you have your your groundwork laid and then, you know, we can go forward from there. Now, I did have someone that just booked last week and they're going in two weeks and I found them something, but I mean, we had to really work to get what we got and I think they're very happy with it, but they did not have a lot of options. Like they had an option of three resorts of all the Disney resorts to pick from. They're booked up, people. Gone. Of the four theme parks, they could only go to two, but they did get park hoppers, so that's going to help go to the other ones if they want to. Dining, super hard. Like I said, we got them something, worked really hard, but if you're thinking about going, especially, you know, if you're wanting to go fall break, if you're thinking November, December, now is the time. Now is the time to get those booked. So if you have any questions needing pricing, you can always contact me or one of my agents and we will be glad to get you some pricing and see what's available. Now let's talk about where I have been and what I have been doing since last we visited. We'll start with the happier times. I have clients that were going to go to Disney in March. I also have my agents who we try to go several times a year for training and to uh, learn new things and just go as an agency to Disney. We already had that trip scheduled for March. So I had these clients that were going to be traveling down several days before that training happened. And this family had gone before to Disney probably about five years ago. Going back again, party of eight with six adults and two children. And he was inquiring about a VIP tour. VIP tours, especially the Disney run ones, are tours that 
The tour guide will take you around the parks, take care of everything that you need. With Disney, they actually will get you through the fast pass line so you don't have to stand in standby lines. So that's a big draw for people. The thing with the Disney tour guides and the the VIP tours is that it is extremely pricey. We are talking over a thousand dollars an hour with a seven hour minimum plus gratuity. A little more than my client wanted to spend. And I said, just joking with him, I said, well, you just need somebody like me to take you down there. I said, I can't get you through the fast pass lines, but I can take you through the parks like if I were going with my family and keep you from standing in the big lines. Again, pretty much just joking about it. And he said, well, how much would it cost for you to do that? I was completely caught off guard and didn't really know how to respond to that. And so I gave him a price and he said, okay, let's do it. What just so happened that his trip butted up against the trip I already had planned for our agency. And so that put me going to be in Disney for 10 glorious, marvelous days. The first half was going to be with his family, touring them through the parks. The second half was going to be with my agents and doing the training with them. One of my agents came down early and she helped with this family because with a party size of eight, it would have been near impossible to have done that by myself because you had a lot of times we had, we divided up. And some people wanted to do other things. So by having two of us there, we were able to divide and conquer. And it was a godsend, let me tell you. She was so helpful in that experience. And I was so glad she was there. And we're going to talk more in detail about all of that and how that went and some things we learned and all that good stuff. Probably not in this podcast episode, but... I want to focus on two things that I experienced in that 10-day stretch that one, I haven't experienced in probably 20 years and the other I have never experienced and both were very enlightening to me and so I want to share it with you because it could happen that you would need this information. The first thing is the family that I went with had two children. They were eight and three. The eight-year-old was in a stroller. We're going to talk about that stroller here in just a minute. But I have not had the experience for a long time with strollers at Disney. And one of the things that I did, being being the tour guide, was that when it got time for us to get in a line to do something, I was the stroller parker, stroller retrieval when we were ready to go somewhere else. And that was very eye-opening to me because, you know, going as I do now... I see the big pods of strollers and I and I know where quite a few of the parking places are, but that gave me the opportunity to really learn the stroller game and how you really have to be on your game with the strollers. It's no joke. It is like, where's Waldo? Every time we would come out, I would think, oh my gosh. Now, where exactly did I park the strollers? Because let me tell you something about a stroller. And all of you stroller manufacturers out there that's going to be listening to this, I know, you need to think about this. Everybody makes their strollers in black. Everything's black. Let's make something with some color. Let's make something with something a little different. Some whimsy. I don't know what it needs to be. 
But do you know how overwhelming it is when you come out of an experience? It might have been a little bit since we parked the stroller. And then you have to not only remember where your stroller is, you're looking through a sea of strollers that everything looks like your stroller. They're all the same. Everything looks the same. Here is my advice. I know you mothers that are in the thick of babies probably know this and you're thinking, well, duh, Mary, we know this. We have Instagram. We have TikTok. We know these things. Put something on the the handle of your strollers, a bright ribbon, a sign, a something. Something eye-catching so that when you go to retrieve the stroller, you can easily find it. It's like a bright shining beacon in a sea of humanity. That is my tip to you. Again, I'm sure this is common knowledge. I'm sure all you people with little children are like, yes, obvious, Captain Obvious. To me, that was a light bulb moment. I was like, why are all these strollers black? And why can't I find the stroller? It was hard on my brain. I'm highly suggesting that if you're going down with the stroller, take something, a big Christmas bow, I don't know, a unicorn horn, something that you can see that stroller and it's easily to pick out. Don't rely on, oh, I've got a a Disney merchandise bag to hang on the handle. Well, so does everybody else in the in the pod of strollers. So go a little original. But here's the real thing I want to talk about strollers. This family had the most amazing stroller I have ever witnessed. And I want to pass this on to you because it was a game changer. If you're going to a place where you have to collapse a stroller to get on a bus or you have to make it small to fly on an airplane, whatever it is, this is the stroller. And I'm sure there's other brands out there. I just went to search for it on Amazon because that's just what I do. And I will tell you the name of the stroller. The stroller is called Pocket, P-O-C-K-I-T, lightweight stroller. The price point is $134.96. Now, I'm sure when you look at said stroller, you're going to say, that does not look like a $134 stroller to me. Let me tell you why it's amazing. This stroller packs up into a square to a tiny little square. Everything collapses down. The handle, the wheels, the daddy that was in charge of that stroller, man, he was like, he was like a gunslinger in the old west. He'd hit those buttons, whatever they were, and bam, that thing would just snap up into a little square. It was amazing. I was like, where were these strollers when my kids were little? We lugged on the biggest, the hugest stroller known to humanity on those buses when mine were little. It took almost two people to drag it through the aisle. It was horrible, but we had to have a stroller. This sucker was amazing amazing. So I'm telling you, put something on that stroller that when you uncollapse it, that you can identify it in the sea of strollers. But that thing was the perfect thing to have at an amusement park or a zoo or anywhere, or even just to have like in your car. I remember having strollers in my car. It took up the whole whatever. This folds up into like a square. Just look for it on Amazon. It's amazing and you're welcome. The next thing I want to talk about that I experienced, this I have never experienced before. And while I was sad that I had to experience it, 
It was so good that I did because I learned a lot. My sweet friend and agent that came down with me early on the day after the family left. Well, actually, it started the day a little before they left. She was experiencing some issues with her foot. It was swelling. It was looking very angry. And like a trooper, she kept going. Well, then the redness and everything started to spread upward. And once the family left and it was our turn to have our agency get together, he encouraged her that maybe you need to go have this seen about. Maybe you need to go to an urgent care. We happened to be at the moment that we made this discovery that she probably needed to go have it checked out. We were in Disney Springs and not being super familiar with the urgent care. I had been to one several years ago for, I guess it was a bad sinus infection. I don't know what it was, but I did not, I knew enough that we did not want to go there. It was not a good experience. So we did what every good person would do and we did a Google and the one that was closest to us was an Advent Healthcare, and it was super close to Disney Springs. So we decided that's where we were going to go, and we Ubered over, which it was really close, not far at all. And she had her foot looked after, and she got her diagnosis and what we needed to do. And we'll talk about that here in a minute. But anyway, so we got ready to leave, and we were going to call an Uber. Well, then we discovered that this Advent Healthcare, this is important, people. Put this in your memory box in case you need it. They have a shuttle system to all of the Disney resorts where if you have a medical need, a medical situation, you can call them and they will transport you for free from your resort to the Advent Health Clinic and then take you back to wherever you need to go. So we found this out and it saved us an Uber trip. And it was great. Like it was a wonderful service. This Advent Health is also the same company that's going to be taking your temperature when you go into the theme parks. So they are like a partner with Disney, I guess, so to speak. But that was so helpful to know, especially if you fly, you don't have a car that you have the opportunity to have a shuttle pick you up to take you to urgent care and to take you back. So that's a good thing to know. The other thing is with her diagnosis, it was suggested that she not do a lot of walking on her foot. And as you can imagine, we are in Disney with what do you do but walk a lot. So we decided that we were going to get her a wheelchair and push her through the parks. Now, I have not ever had experience personally with wheelchairs or how that all works. So, this was perfect to find out how that works. There is a disability pass that you can get when you arrive at the Disney theme parks for certain medical situations. And what you have to do is you have to go to guest services. You have to tell them what your issue is and they will determine there if you are a candidate for the disability pass. And what that is basically is you go to an attraction. They will tell you what time to come back. They'll have it linked onto your magic band. And then you're not standing in the line 
for people that might have autism or other medical issues where they cannot stand in a line, that would be what that's used for. Now, being in a wheelchair does not constitute getting a disability pass because most of the attractions are scooter and wheelchair accessible. So you can just go through the regular lines and then you transfer once you get to the ride. So that was good to know. The one park that we found that was not as wheelchair friendly was actually at Magic Kingdom. There were several things there that you did have to do like the disability pass. They would give you a time to return. You would scan your band and there would be a different entrance that you would have to go in. It would either be the fast pass entrance or uh, there was a special entrance for wheelchairs like on Big Thunder Mountain. There was an entrance to the to the far right side for wheelchairs and you would go there and wait to be taken in a different way because a lot of the uh, queues would have stairs which obviously you cannot navigate with a wheelchair but I think if I'm remembering correctly that was the only park that we had any issues with having to go in different entrances the other three parks were all extremely wheelchair accessible we could go through push all the way through the queue and then have to transfer at the time to get on a ride so while I was so sad that she had that experience where she had to be in a wheelchair it was great it was great experience for us to see what others like if we have guests that are in a scooter or in a wheelchair that we can help advise them on how to navigate that just having that firsthand knowledge was so great for us to experience and we're happy that she is completely healed and all is well so we're very thankful for that I can't believe that we're already at the end of this episode because I have not even begun to touch on that 10-day trip or where have been since then. So that will come in uh, future episodes. I've really missed you. I've always looked forward to our podcast every week and being there 10 days that knocked me out of several weeks. And then where I was after that knocked me out for several weeks. So it's been a little bit of time. So I hope to not be gone like that in the future uh, for that long. And I'm glad to be back. And again, just remember, if you want a free quote, uh, there is a form on our website, jollyholidaytravelcompany.com. You can reach out to myself any, anywhere, uh, the website, Facebook, Instagram, all the places. Uh, myself or any of my agents would be so happy to get you some pricing. And remember, we talk a lot about Disney, but not only do we do Disney, we do lots of other places. So never hesitate to reach out to see if we can help you with your next travel destination. So until next time, friends, travel jolly. Thanks for joining me. I'm so grateful for our community. Until next time, whether traveling the world, the neighborhood, or just through life, remember, travel jolly.